We're talking drums, creating conversations with the world's top drummers in the most extreme genres. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey Hoffing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the We're Talking Drums podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, then welcome and thank you. We got a banger of an episode today for you. Uh, Make sure that you follow us on all the socials as well as wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you can give a review, then that would be super sick. Uh, If you like this episode, then please share with all your friends and make sure you tag us as well. We greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure our guests do as well. Okay. Uh, So first off, man, I'm going on tour. My band, Lotharo, is hitting the road next month, uh, September 22nd through October 6th. We're going to be in the United States of America once again. We're so excited to come back. Uh, we're headed to Youngstown, Ohio, Cleveland, Nashville, Birmingham, Alabama, Tallahassee, Gainesville, Atlanta, Charlotte, Baltimore, Clifton, New Jersey, Brooklyn, New York. And lastly, Providence, Rhode Island, and all those dates are with our good friends in Paladin. If you don't know them, go check them out. And if you don't know my band, Lotharo, check us out too, okay? Uh, After that, in late October, we're hitting the road, both us and Paladin, with my good friends. And we're talking drums alumni, Scotty Buchanan behind the kit. Shout out. I love you, Scotty. Unleash the Archers are coming to Eastern Canada for the first time in, I want to say, four years. Uh, Very excited. And we are playing Ottawa on October 19th at the Brass Monkey, October 20th at the Phoenix Concert Theater in Toronto. Going to see some homies out at that, I'm sure. Uh, Then we are off to Montreal. Studio TD, and lastly, we end in Quebec City at Imperial Bell. So head over to lotharo.com. All the ticket links and shows and everything like that that we're doing is there. So make sure you check that out. Grab your tickets today. I know all the Only Sea Archers dates tickets are going fast. Hopefully, they're not sold out by the time this comes out. So make sure you grab your tickets, and we will see you there. Okay. Like I said, we got a banger of an episode. This has been a long time coming. This week, we have on the one and only Cameron Loesch from Born of Osiris. Me and Cam had been talking for probably close to two years uh, about doing this episode. And I feel like we could have talked forever and hopefully we can make a part two uh, out of this at some time in the future. But we really got into all kinds of stuff, include like like the beginning of Born of Osiris, uh, starting as like a high school band, going through like three or four different iterations of the band before eventually, I think he was only 17 or 18 when they signed 
a major record deal. So like that whole experience and everything we got into and kind of his childhood, how he got started playing drums and some technique and some nerd stuff too, you know, talking about snare drums. You know how we do pedal settings, huh? All y'all love that. All right, guys, we're going to get in to this episode. So here's my conversation with Cameron Loesch of Born of Osiris. Cameron Loesch, uh, welcome to the We're Talking Drums podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Corey. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, we're in the lovely back alley behind the Lee's Palace in Toronto. You guys are going to be headlining here tonight on uh, on tour. Uh, how's the tour been so far? The tour has been awesome. Uh, I always love coming to Canada We've actually, in the past, had some trouble at the border, but luckily a lot of the records have been cleared, and I think the border just over the years gets more lenient as well. I've noticed with other bands as well. We're out with A Pond Burning Body and Traders, who are phenomenal bands. If you haven't checked them out, check them out right now. Yeah. Well, not right now, because you're watching this. Yeah. After this, <laughs> no, check out... Pause this. Yeah, yeah. Go check them out, and then come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or after you watch this, check out Upon a Burning Body and Traders, if you haven't heard them. They're amazing. So, yeah, we're... Um, our first Canada date was in London, Ontario, and it was a banger show. It was a lot of fun. People got down. Um, we usually play Rum Runners, which is the smaller room, and we played the, the bigger room this time. So we, we've played the bigger room as well in the past, but it was a treat. It's always a treat. I love the big room. Um, but yeah, Canada is, is really fun so far. Um, looking forward to hitting Montreal soon as well. Yeah, Montreal is always sick. It's going right? to be crazy. Like, it's going to be, I think it might be sold town. out already. Um, so I'm sorry if you're trying to get tickets. I think that might be sold out. But for the other dates, make sure you get your tickets as soon as possible. For the rest of this tour, um, I've been happy with the turnouts. It's been very fun. Yeah, I gotta ask though, because not a whole lot of bands play Kitchener on their <laughs> their Canadian tours. So how how was it playing? Because that's a much smaller city than even London or like especially Toronto. So I'll give you the quick breakdown of okay. of the day, and which I've been corrected. I was calling it Kitchener, but it's Kitchener. Yeah, Kitchener. Like too many cooks Kitchener? in the kitchen. You can say Kitchener. Uh, okay. You can. Yeah, can I? Sure, why not? Oh, okay. This is Canada. You can just like do whatever so you I want with words. So I get the pass. Words. Okay. Because yeah, I was comfortable with Kitchener. Kitchener was, was weird for me, but... Yeah. It's like Toronto is not tor- Toronto. It's Toronto. No, yeah, definitely Right? Not. You just like meld it all together. Exactly. So we... Uh, the venue was interesting. There were a lot of stairs. Our crew wasn't too happy about that. We didn't have loaders. Uh, I'm not calling anybody out, but uh, let's see, their ATM machines ran out of cash. But uh, (laughs) the show was amazing. A lot of people showed up and we had a ton of fun. Everyone in the crowd just went nuts. And it ended up being one of my favorite shows so far, the tour. Just the energy was unreal. Um, And talked to a lot of really cool, like-minded people and had a lot of fun. I think people are just very grateful and you can sense that. A lot of times just walking around or in the room where sometimes I feel people are kind of just there. But it was one of those shows that really felt the love and people were really grateful for our presence, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because like most bands don't come through Kitchener. 
it's mainly like a local scene. And then every now and again, you'll get like, I think I want to say like Steel Panther might have played there. Like in water, it's Kitchener Waterloo. But yeah, like they have some like bigger acts every now and again, but it's not it's not usual. So it's it was super sick seeing you guys hit Kitchener because they do have a pretty good metal scene there. So, yeah, it's I didn't realize that it was uh, not common to to go through there. But yeah, people were very grateful. They got down, had so much fun. That's sick. I'm glad the tour is going well. You guys are what just around halfway point? Just about, yeah. Um, I think we we probably have about a week and a half or two left. I think maybe we haven't even reached the halfway point yet. Um, but yeah, we still. So we're playing Ottawa tomorrow. That's sick. And Is my that a brass my, monkey. Yeah, brass monkey. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, we've cool. played there a number of times. It's great. Uh, people have fun there too. My dad actually uh, lives. In Canada too, so I'm gonna get to see him. So it should be oh, cool. Nice, that's awesome, man. Sick. Well, glad the tour is going well. Uh, let's talk some drums. Um, I'm curious because you guys pretty much started this band when you were in high school, when you were around like 15, um, like the beginning workings of what would then become Born of Osiris. So when did you start playing drums? And are drums your first instrument? Because I know you play a plethora of instruments and are pretty well-versed in most of them. So was drums your first instrument? And and how did you kind of find your way onto the kit? So drums were my second instrument, um, the first being piano. My mom is a... She's a... Uh, violinist and a violist and uh, a music teacher and she teaches music you know out of her home and at schools she teaches band um, so she really uh, was adamant that I learn piano at a very young age I want to say maybe started around six or, or seven and then she <laughs> I hate to say she made me take lessons but when you're at that age a lot of kids aren't begging for piano lessons. I, I certainly was not. Um, you didn't really have a choice. No, I had no choice. I hated yeah. the, I hated the piano lessons. I didn't want to do it, but, uh, she's always like, you'll thank me later. Um, to which I did, I did thank her later because <laughs> it helped me a lot later in life. Um, but yeah, uh, piano when I was um, about six, and then I found the drums when I was maybe nine years old. So uh, thanks to my uncle Gary uh, for my birthday when I was about nine. Uh, it was like either eight or nine. Who cares? Um, he gifted me an old Pearl export kit. Nice. Uh, it was Perfect like, beginner kit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was from the 80s. Um and I had a lot of fun with it. And it's it's funny to think of, like, being that age. I think through adolescence and, you know, years after playing the kit, I was just doing Nirvana covers and just messing around when I would get oh, yeah. bored and jamming with my brother, who's he's also a musician, and he's more in the production and mixing aspect of things. Uh, shout out to Brian. He's awesome. Um, but it's, it's funny to think at, at that age when you're really like 
starting to figure out who you are and maybe what you could do with your life that I like also enjoyed skateboarding so much. Oh, dude, too. I skated as a kid. You like, did too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. That's all I did. We just go Same. to random places, blast music, and yes. just skate. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was and never if, any good. I mean, but, neither was I. <laughs> but I loved I was, it. Yeah, I was, I was not very good either. But it's funny to think like, but I thought I was pretty good at the time. Of course. You Until know. you see the guys in high school who are just like, doing crazy like 20 sets yeah and stuff, then and you like, go to like a different okay. skate park and you're like you're getting smoked by everybody yeah but oh, yeah. in my little circle of friends i was pretty good at skateboarding but it's, it's funny to look back at those times and think like in my little teenage brain i was like i want to be a pro skateboarder I'm like yeah drums are fun but like i want to be a skateboarder yeah you know it's just interesting how like things change a lot and um, Both aren't uh, very great career paths. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm sure your parents were just like, "You're not going to be either." You're going to fail. Things. You're going to fail miserably at both. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess if for anyone who is at that age now and, and discovering it, really just sky's the limit. Honestly, just go with trust your gut and keep doing what you enjoy. And you know, I it, it will come. Opportunities will come, but just don't stop doing it even like when you can find time for your hobbies try to always find time for your hobbies i guess i know it's easy to say but try your best to not give it give it up if you love doing it yeah absolutely even if it doesn't turn into a career you can always keep that as something fun that you do right? so to, like, so to answer the other part of your question about forming the band um when yeah, I think it's safe to say about 15, the band formed. We went through different um, name changes, like local, we were just, you know, a local band. Um, Your Heart Engraved was one, but before that was Rosecrans. And before that was Diminished, and that was our punk rock band. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had a punk <laughs> band. That's the one nobody knows about, Diminished. Uh, was kind of where it actually all started. Me and my friend Joel Negus uh, were just doing punk songs in his parents' basement, and we actually had like albums out. Like his dad uh, had owned a recording studio, really nice recording studio in his home. So that really started it all, where we were able to. His dad was able to record us, and that is also my one of my biggest tips to newer musicians is learn to record yourself or figure oh, out yeah. get somebody to record yourself because it's a good way to if you can hear yourself back you can improve and say oh i don't like when i did that and maybe try again and you can get discovered more easily but anyway yeah so that we started as a punk band then eventually um ronnie our, our vocalist came into the mix he did some screaming on our our punk band so th then the next album by Diminished was a little more screamo because now yeah. we got a screamer. Yeah. Right. The punk was screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have some, you know, it's like guest features from Ronnie. Well, me and Ronnie stayed in touch and Joel went on to do his thing and, and he's a very successful musician and he's also um, a priest as well. And so we've stayed oh, wow. in touch. Shout out to Joel Negus, his whole family, amazing guy. Um, so, so then we had moved on and then we actually met... Uh, I met Joe Burris in, in seventh grade. So he does keyboards and, and backing vocals. Uh, mm -hmm. So we all were just throwing demos around and making music. He, he, uh, he produces and records as well. He's like very talented. Um, nice. And then we had guitarists 
who were just friends, not nothing very serious the whole time, just friends who to this day probably don't really play guitar at all anymore. Um, and then we met uh, Lee McKinney, our guitarist, was playing in a band called Before He Dies. So we played local shows with his band. Oh, I should mention also David, um, our bassist. He was my neighbor and uh, a good friend. He's amazing. Shout out to David. So he came in the picture as well. And we've, you know, just been neighborhood friends. So nice. Um, yeah. Skating together and all that, too. Yeah. I like that. Like in, in high school, it seems so easy to put a band together. It is, yeah. You know, school, so just yeah. like hearing about all this is like, oh, yeah, well, I just knew this guy. So yeah. he came and played with us. And yeah, 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 exactly. And then, so like we met Lee through before he dies because he was just shredding. We saw him we're like, holy shit, who is this guy? And we, we needed a guitarist at the time, I think. Can't remember who was filling that spot at the time, but maybe they like weren't in interested anymore or something like that it happens so we invited lee over to try out for band practice um and i remember because i was writing all the guitar parts at the time so i was showing him the guitar parts and i was like auditioning him essentially and you know would show him like a lead uh i would be like show it to him and he's like oh i'll never forget he's just like oh, you mean like this? And first try, I played it exactly. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, this guy rips. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Like, yeah, so um, Lee was just like the final kick in the butt we needed to be really be a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we were all very young and we, uh, our first record was recorded in 2000, uh, maybe recorded in 2006, came out in 2007, but it was during our, um, spring break of high school uh, in our senior year. Um, and many people don't know that I actually recorded every instrument on that album besides the vocals. Wow. So Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> it was intense, a lot. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but uh, being older now, I'm like, damn, I was young, actually. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would have been like... This was senior year. Senior year. So I was I was eighteen at the time. Most of the songs they were written from the span of like sixteen to eighteen. So I had about three years to get together about twenty one minutes of music. Nice. Um, So yeah, it was nice. Uh, It just feels like a piece of history now. Yeah, and that actually got you guys signed to. Sumerian, right? Yeah, so, well, we recorded with, uh, we went to Michael Keane from the Faceless's studio in Burbank, California to record the actual thing. Um, That was just your demos. So, our, yeah, so, um, so, I mean, I recorded that all myself with Michael Keane, but, and then Ronnie, Mm -hmm. you know, and Joe did the vocals, but we were signed off our demos before that. Yeah. um, That I recorded in my parents' basement. Um, yeah, two thousand six. <laughs> Shout out to my parents and uh, also for providing a basement that I could, you know, start my career yeah. in. Because I remember recording demos in a basement in two thousand six, and our recording setup was a four track, which we could flip the tape around and then record another four tracks on top of it. So was it could- test cam by chance? Yeah, I yeah, think it was. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to rock the Tascam, the blue, the blue four track. Yeah, 
oh man, those some of the first demos in one of my bands, like that's how we did it. And it was <laughs> sounded so terrible. It's pretty like, raw. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, what was worse is like I got a digital eight track after that mm-hmm. and it was so confusing. Yeah, that was that was like the really crappy in between point of recording for me, where I almost gave up. I was like, "This is not fun anymore." But then I was introduced to Pro Tools, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we got Cubase, and then we had like a little setup in our basement again, like in a different house. But oh yeah, yeah, Cubase, I've heard really amazing things. Um, I'm Pro Tools now. I'm all Pro Tools. Oh, for sure, that's awesome. I moved to to Logic Pro, but you know what? They all do the same thing basically yeah yeah Yeah. doesn't matter anything reaper fruity loops reaper yeah i think reaper might be free if you look hard enough it is if uh (laughs) like you do pay for it uh it's like 60 bucks but you can do it for free and then you just hit the still evaluating tab when you open it oh you know the tricks okay yeah, yeah i don't know someone do. <laughs> someone yeah. told me it's free i don't use reaper but i actually a lot of people a like it for it so i could support it but uh now i don't use it yeah so. i don't crack i don't torrent any crap i had mm-hmm. i had those days when i was younger and i've switched computers so many times and i also believe in supporting companies and software because they work really hard and make amazing products you should pay for it so i don't yeah i don't torrent anything anymore yeah those days are over for me (laughs) so what what was it like getting signed off a demo you're in your last year high school and you're like okay this is what we're gonna do i assume like at that point you guys just got out of high school and pretty much went on tour it was insane um I don't think any of us were ready for what happened. So (laughs) even to backtrack a little bit, uh, Sumerian Records had asked us before we got signed, they um, they messaged the band account. And I remember they said, are you guys ready to do this? Well, they said they showed interest and we were like, like, yeah, we'd like to to sign. And they're like, well, do you guys have a van and trailer? Um, and we did not, but I lied and I was like, yeah, we, we got it all. Oh yeah. Um, we're good yeah, to go. Yeah. Just yeah. Put we're us good. on the road tomorrow. <laughs> and then I'm running up the stairs. Mom, mom, we need to find a van and trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, shout out to our parents for, for helping us out. Like, I'm just going to be honest. I think there's a lot of really talented people who unfortunately you are never going to be able to tour and you might never hear of them because they didn't have support from their parents or means of doing it. And I think we were just so blessed to have supportive parents at the time to give us that extra kick in the butt and be like, Hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to get you guys a van and trailer. If, if you just like, don't let us down. I mean, you got to stick to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just and, you guys can't give up like right away. Yeah. Yeah. So. The road, especially as a really young band is grueling. Oh my it gosh. We did not know what we were doing. Um, I remember, yeah, we, we were doing like map quest directions usually for yep. our local shows. And then finally on our first tour, I think we got a Garmin mm-hmm. GPS. I don't know if they even make those anymore because everyone has a smartphone. Yeah, I, I'm sure they do, but, um, somewhere. Yeah. So but. our first tour was with Winds of Plague was headlining, uh, Beneath the Sky, Catherine and at the throne of judgment. Oh, no way. So I haven't heard that name in forever. I think most of those bands are broken up by now. Um, probably. Yeah. You're the only guys. We were, yeah, around. we were the openers and, um, shout out to winds of plague. They like 
took us under their wing. Um, and they were just so nice. And was Art Cruz in the band at that point? He, not the first tour, but we then did a tour with them in 2009, and he was nice. Yeah, Art's amazing. He's yeah. shout oh, out to Art. Awesome things about that. Oh thing, yeah, so. man, you got to get Art on an interview. He's he's hilarious. Yeah. He's really good at magic too. Obviously, That's amazing what I at heard. drums. Crazy. I get him on just to do magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a party. He's he's great. Um, yeah, it was. We were not ready for the first tour. Um, I just. It was so much like it was like Mm -hmm. it was like just being thrown into the wild and like, okay, it's time to grow up. Like what? I don't know. (laughs) Which we did not. You're on your own (laughs) for a month now. Yeah, it didn't (laughs) work. Um, Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I guess just being a kid like but you don't know you're a kid because you're like, oh, I'm 18. I'm an adult. But like, you're still a kid no, well into your 20s. <laughs> late you know? 20s. Late 20s. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're just a musician. Like, yeah. Do you really grow up? Still, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is my touring. Like, this is my lifestyle. I'm, I feel like I'm still a kid now, but I was really, really not ready for any of it. But I think we mm-hmm. still kicked ass and, you know, we played great shows. Uh, we were pretty fairly tight band still just from being a local band together for so long. I think we didn't hit the road, like not knowing what we were doing on stage, but I think everything else was like, okay, now you're going to play in New York city, like figure out where to park your van and trailer. We're like, what? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Good luck. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. You yeah. got to figure out really quick. Yeah. You know? yeah. But the fact that you guys were, you've been playing together for so long essentially and you were like that tight live so once you did hit the road i think it you guys showed up and made a big impact right away for sure yeah it felt mm-hmm. like we were making a big impression so it, it it was good still just we just still didn't we were little kids though yeah little kids and then here it is like what like 16 years later 15 years later yeah you know yeah it's still going it's wild yeah. i don't know how we survived but we're here yeah and you guys just released a brand new single. We did, uh, yeah. Was it like about a week ago? We did, yeah. We yeah. released Torchbearer about a week ago. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun playing it live and just get people jumping for it. It's energetic. And although I don't think it necessarily represents the entire album, because there's a lot of different flavors on there and things, Um I think it's still just a really fun song to play. I always hate the first single because I, I, whatever gets chosen, I never agree with. Um, but it's it's cool. I don't care. People, some people don't like it. I also don't care because they're not the people who are coming to the shows. Because yeah, all typically, the, yeah. all the, the people yeah. that are coming to the shows love the song. I know because they tell me and they rock out to it. So the internet can suck one. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the nice people on the internet. Those people are there too and I love you and it's probably the people watching. You're the you're the good eggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think it's a great song and I think it, you know, uh like you can still hear that it is like Born of Osiris in there. Like it's not a huge jump into something crazy or new or right. anything like that. Super catchy, it's still heavy, like you guys have all the elements there great i'm excited to hear the whole album you know yeah i'm excited to share it it's it's a lot of flavors there's some new stuff in there and all you know while 
maintaining the original sound. So I think it's very well rounded. I'm I'm excited to unleash this one. Yeah, you guys have gone through like I, I'd say like a pretty good transition uh, throughout your albums from a more like like tech metalcore sound for the first couple records and then transitioning into more like symphonic type stuff and all like more melodicness definitely yes a little more a little more more singing a little more singing yeah Yeah. a bit more structured um but i can't speak for all the songs there's definitely some off the wall stuff in there with you know completely prog but there's also, you know, yeah. there's stuff that where we stuck to our roots and there's also things where I think we're expanding on ideas and and doing the the verse chorus structure. You know, you don't want to run away from that either. And I think just I, I think this one will sit nicely with the people who miss the unpredictable stuff sound of our first two or three albums. Mm-hmm. And then people who are also a fan of the more like angel or alien approach where it's there's a bit more structure a bit more singy i think we met somewhere in the middle in this one yeah speaking of angel or alien so recently they they proved that aliens are real so do you think next they're gonna tell us that that angels are real uh i think that the the christians have been trying to tell us this (laughs) the whole time so yeah i do i do believe in aliens um 100 I, I also think it's it's a little bit strategic how when it will be announced on the news. I think it's like, yeah, why are you telling us this? You admitted this already like a few years ago. But and they made it a huge story. Well, it's clearly a distraction. I, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Like, yeah, it's like but. clearly you're trying to divert our, our attention from something else because we knew this. You're just you're beating a dead horse with this alien news. We all know. Why are you telling us again? Yeah. <laughs> all right. No more alien talk. Um, so as far as drums go, let's get into some more gear type stuff. All right. So you're with uh, SJC. Drums. Yes. Yes. How long have you been with them? Because um, like, that, that was a company back in the day that was like everybody was playing SJC and there's like custom drums and like everybody wanted those drums. Like all all my friends and bands in the scene and stuff like that was the company. So have you been with them for a while? Yeah, I've been with them since I believe 2013. Okay. Um, Yeah. yeah, They make killer drums. I mean, they look and sound amazing, very unique um, custom drums. So you can get things that are just a one of a kind, like the, the kit that I have right now. uh, I'm not sure if y'all watching have seen my current SJC drum kit, but it's a sky blue pearl wrap with gold hardware. I love it. And yeah, it looks hardware. It is. It's my favorite drum kit that I've owned so far in my, you know, in my lifetime. It's really amazing. Sounds great. Um, and yeah, just the color, especially when you put some lights on it. Oh yeah, it pops out like it looks like I don't know. It looks like cotton candy or something. <laughs> but yeah, I've been with them since like 2013. Um, had uh, maybe three three different kits with them. Mm-hmm. Only I guess that tells me I need I should be getting more drum kits more often. But 
Yeah. I'm I stubborn. You're, you're due. I'm you're stubborn. due for another one. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. I'm yeah. stubborn. I'm like, I'm well, the new kind album, of, new kit. Yeah. You know? Thank you. Yeah, that's really how it mm-hmm. should be. I guess that yeah. means it's time for another new kit soon. Yeah. And you got to just get it in the colors that match like the album theme. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you got I it. I like the way you're thinking. Do you uh, also use a SJC snare? Uh, yeah, I do. I I do. I have really awesome um, Apollo brass Apollo snare. It's, I think it's like eight by fourteen. It's such a beast. I love brass snares. And eight by fourteen. Yeah, nice. it's deep. Yeah, um, I like it. It cracks, man. It's awesome. I love brass snares because they're so loud and like mm-hmm. I beat the crap out of my snare. But you don't necessarily have to. So like that's yeah. like I like brass and I think a lot of metal drummers like brass too because if you're playing faster things and blasts and stuff I think they, it pops out a bit more cuz brass is just loud, you know. Um my favorite snare is it's a hammered brass. It's a 1.2 millimeter hammered brass. I love it. Nice. Yeah, it's super sick. But who makes that one? Uh Mapex. Oh, Mapex is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a 14 by 6 and a half. Oh, sweet. So, yeah. So tonight I'm playing with, uh, uh, although I love the SJC snare, I, I have to do a little fine tuning on it at home at the moment. So I'm using uh, a pork pie nice. maple snare tonight. And Ooh. it's one of my favorites in my collection lately. I say collection like I have a bunch of snares. I have two, but <laughs> two that one. I I'm brass, working on it, guys. It. I need to get more. Yeah. I need to get more snares. Yeah, my main, my other one is a pork pie as well. It's a fourteen by seven cherry babinga. Wait, hey, that's mine. I I lied. It's not maple. My sorry, the SJC kit uh, is maple. But you you totally just refreshed my memory. That's literally the snare that I'm playing tonight. It's the yeah. cherry babinga. Thank you for reminding me. What, That's what, what it was. finishes on it? Um, it's I don't know cherry babinga. Isn't that the finish? It's just like smooth. Oh yeah. Okay. Mine's orange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Orange. Oh. Okay. I think we That's had the same orange? exact one. I had to. Oh, wow. I had to get mine <laughs> used. So the angel. I got are, mine used as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think they make it anymore. No. Uh, so, I've had it for years. So. so the angel or alien record, um, I used that snare and we used no drum samples on that album aside from the kick, which I triggered. So like metal drummers understand yeah. everyone samples their kick on metal records anyways. But yeah, I'm like take a lot of pride in no drum samples on that album, which nothing wrong with drum samples, but I thought it was cool. Cause it was the first time I did that. So I was just like, I borrowed that snare from my homie, Matt Durkis, um, who had recorded the drums on that album, uh, engineered the drums on that album. And, um, I liked it so much and I liked how it sounded on record. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy that snare. So I'm still using it. Yeah. It's sick. I haven't been using it cause I have my, uh, persuader brass snare, but, uh, I love it. Every time I go back to it, I'm like, Fuck, it just sounds great all the time. Yeah, It just cracks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Enough of, we could talk snares all day. Uh, pedals. I noticed that because a lot of guys these days are either doing double strokes or swivel, but you're still rocking just straight single strokes. Yes, that's that's a great observation. So I do use swivel from time to time and it's generally for like the shorter bursts of things and it's not on purpose. It's just you know what you just it's just a reflex yeah move just to keep loose yeah when i first started doing it it was i was tensing up too much just doing singles and so i naturally started just moving my 
my heels so to keep loose yeah so i think it's one of those things that if i focus too hard like okay try the swivel like i just completely fail like i've sat Mm -hmm. i've sat at home and admittedly maybe not spent as much time as i should have but i've spent a decent amount of time at home just trying to work on the swivel for longer periods of time because i really want that because it's it's a good way to get you know less gassed out and just exhausted you know yeah Um, i find it keeps my timing really well yeah. As well, because it's like a like a metronome ticking, right? You yeah. know when you're going like that. You play to a click live as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. So that way, and it's like you're putting out the invisible cigarette, is what uh, Alan Cassidy from Black Dahlia Murder yeah, told me. That's what Ken Bedeni from Aborted yeah. told me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much it. You know? So yeah, it's one of those things like you're you're never too old or experienced to keep learning new skills, and I th- I think if there's one that I will continue to strive for is to implement the the swivel a bit more because luckily nothing in Born with Cyrus we play is like it doesn't it's not that fast not for a very long t- period of time so I can get away with doing you know straight like psychroptic style like Dave from psychroptic he kind of plays the same style on the feet as me there's really not a whole lot of technique to it it's literally just ankle motion um, but I get pretty gassed out. I'm not going to lie. Like hitting the faster speeds. It's like, you'll see me play, you know, brace legs, empires a race. And you hear like those fast speeds. It's taken a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> yeah. Do you play uh spring tank tension on it, max? all the way, yeah. all the way max kills yeah. me. It kills yeah. me. But I mean, cardio is great. Cardio is good. But it's good for you, right? <laughs> you can work out. Getting yeah. the sweat on stage is always healthy. But so. I do notice um, the more that I, d- I do faster double bass, I start to just not on purpose adapt the swivel a little bit. And I've found mm-hmm. myself, you know, during faster songs, I I look down, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And, I'm not, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's tr- when you mess up. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those things also, I think like if you don't use it, you lose it sort of things. Um, or if you're not constantly playing fast music, your body's not going to adapt so much to it. I think that's, although I think right now I'm, I've never been a better drummer in this time of my life right now. I think there was a period when our music slowed down a lot and like, I just remember being frustrated, like, fuck, I can't play as fast as I used to be able to, you know, but I got it back luckily, but, um, Practice, practice, practice. You know? That's pretty much it. Like, I, I went through times when I was just practicing hours and hours. Like, I'd work during the day, and I'd come home, and I'd practice for, like, three hours, like, every single night, and just working my BPMs up. Like, I, I just wanted to play 260. I just wanted to do that, right? Even if it was only for, like... That's really fast. Like, like 16 bars, you know? Like, but... Um, then started touring and stuff. When we got off tour, we weren't rehearsing, busy doing other stuff. And I found it was so hard to get back to like that routine and like get back to those speeds. Uh, like it took me a while, a lot of practice to get back to that. So like I have my base, like 200 is like my resting speed, right? Like that, that I can get back in no time, but getting to those faster speeds is like, it takes so much work. Oh yeah. It's it's very brutal. So when I'm home from a tour, sometimes it can be for a long time, you know, as recently we even had maybe eight 
months off from a tour. I mean, aside from COVID, post-COVID, I think that was the longest we'd been off, you know, from a tour in a long time. And it's easy to just be lazy. And I don't, I, I'm not the kind of person who's excited to go practice drums. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I don't like, it's not like terrible, but I'm not like, yes, I, I get to go practice drums. It, it does yeah. feel like a chore for me. So well, what it's I, a job, it's work. Yeah. You know, like. So what I do is, is, uh, I do Monday drum day just to make sure that every Monday, like, um, so I'm pretty good about going to the gym like Monday through Friday, but instead of going to the gym on Monday, I go to my drum set and I set the timer for an hour. And for me, and I, I not it's not one size fits all, but for me, I play my band's current set or whatever the next set is going to be. And maybe with something new mixed in there or the new song on repeat a few times. Um, but I make sure that I'm sweating by the end of it. Cause if I'm not sweating, then I'm just going to put brace legs like five times in a row. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then you'll definitely be sweating. Yeah. 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 So you don't have any like um, routine you go through uh, that isn't just playing a song. Like like for me, I to practice my double kicks, I'll do like eighth notes, one bar eights, one bar sixteenths, one bar of eights, two bars of sixteenths, and just work that up at different tempos. That's a really, that's a great uh, workout. And that's actually something I recommend to drummers as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm not very disciplined with the click. Like I try, I put it on and I'm like, oh, I hate my life. So instead I love I, the click so much. <laughs> no, I love the click when it, if, for our set, you know, but yeah. when, if it's just for like, okay, you're going to do 200 BPM. Okay. Now kick it up to 210, 220, 230. I'm like, this is grueling. I know I probably should do that more. Yeah. I definitely should. But instead I just turn on some dance music Oh, nice. I turn on like Apple Music, like dance radio, and I sit uh, behind the kit and I just jam. But I do straight double bass, like you said. I'll do like 16th notes alternating to like 24th, 3rd, whatever, you know, just Mm -hmm. alternate, but have fun with it um, and test my speeds and blasting to hand speed. Don't want to neglect the hands, but. I, I did for so many years and now I'm paying for it. Oh so, no. But luckily like the main band I play for it's not that fast. So what what is the main band that you play for? Uh right now is uh Lutharo. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. So we we have a new album coming out. I just joined the band like a close to 2 years ago. Oh, it's um, sweet. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you you guys will ever do you play Chicago ever? Yeah. Uh we're playing Chicago next month actually well yeah i'm uh, oh i might be home in september so i might have to come to your show nice i will definitely hit you up i know we're probably playing some small diy club or something like that. even better it's way more fun yeah we'll be on the road with paladin in september 22nd through uh october 7th and then with paladin unleash the archers october 19th through 23rd Sweet. Well, hopefully I'll see you there. That sounds fun. Yeah, it should be a good time. But uh, like we don't do anything over 200. So for me, I've found like I need to take time out of playing the songs to practice myself or I'm going to lose those higher BPMs. Like I'm going to like if you don't use it, you lose it. You lose it. Yeah. Right. 
already been stated. So yeah, so I I need to make sure I practice as well. So and I've been slacking hard. Same Z's. Yeah, but you're on tour. You're like now. This is yeah. Good. I get you're practice. Thing. Get practice every day. Yeah. Do you do uh, warm ups at all before you go on? I do. I like to. Um, if we're playing bigger clubs with better dressing rooms and accommodations, it's it's easier to have a place to set up my practice pads and mm-hmm. things. Um, the backstage that, here, the green room is not very big here. Yeah, I know. So. I know it sounds like an excuse, but for a drummer, I think it's valid because, like, if you don't have anywhere to set up your pads and play them, you can't really warm up. I mean, yeah, and also like you set it up in this small little room, and then you're on all these pads, and the guys are trying to like take a nap or just chill and talk. And it's just, you know that you're annoying everybody. Uh, yeah. So. so it's easier for guitarists, for example, where they have this guitar and they can, you know, take it anywhere they want. You can have a practice amp. It's very small. Yeah. Or you, you can know. put your in-ears in and yeah. you can actually play just in your ears. You can get an app, app that does like, you know, guitar distortion and put your AirPods in. Yeah. But, yeah, it's drums. <laughs> forget about it. Yeah. I do. I have this awesome Tama practice pad, kick pad. It's incredible, though. If anyone's looking to get um, a kick pa- uh, practice pad, Tama. I forget what the, exactly the model is, but it's whatever mm-hmm. the newest kick pad they put out. It's uh, it's really solid. It's I've been frustrated with kick pads, and this is the one. I mean, it's fantastic. It doesn't move at all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah I brought it. I just haven't set it up on this tour because a lot of times there's nowhere to go, and I'm being lazy, too. And being lazy. <laughs> I know. I brought a kick pad on our last U.S. tour, and I think I set it up once, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, I don't know what it is. So annoying. Well, we've also been touring this year so much. Like, we... We just did four tours back to back and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was like, uh, America, Canada tour straight into Asia, straight into chaos and carnage tour, which is a U.S. tour straight into four weeks in Europe. And then just a couple weeks at home straight into this tour. So it, it just, I feel like a well-oiled machine where like, it doesn't feel like a huge difference if I warm up before I go on stage or not, like yeah. At this point, it's weird. I don't know. It just, it almost fe- sound, feels like it doesn't matter right now. Yeah. Like for me, usually at the start of a tour, I'll do like before the first three shows, I'll do warm ups just so I know that I'm good and I'm confident walking oh, yeah, on stage. For sure. But I know after those first three shows, I'm good. All I need to do is I make sure my hands are a little clammy uh, and I stretch out my, all my like hand ligaments and stuff like that and then I'm good. Oh yeah, you know? stretching I think is not talked about enough but mm-hmm. it's a good way to prevent injury. Big time. Um I do I like to do this one. Um it helps a lot if you're hitting say the china for an extended period of time or the crash in mm-hmm. your set and you can feel you're starting to cramp up and you're like, "Oh, like it's almost starting to hurt. That that really helps a lot in doing that one. Yeah. Um, My biggest one was like the thumb muscle would always cramp yes, up. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Taking the sticks and like holding them and then twisting your hand in. Uh, I don't know if you do any of the, the stick 
stretches or anything. I actually haven't tried that one. Yeah. Uh, there's two that I do. Like, as soon as our intro comes on, I'm just, like, blowing into my hands. And then I do these two stretches. And then I get up and play. Like, that's it. That's halfway through the tour. That's all I need. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Stretching is, is great. It's important to implement those to prevent injury. Big time. Big time. And even... Uh, like ankles and stuff like that. I tend to want to stretch out a so, little bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not flexible, but I try to touch my toes, um, before the set too. And that helps. Like I fit, I miserably failed to sit and reach, um, class and in gym. I don't know if you guys do that here. Americans are, are freaking weird, but so. we did it. <laughs> I've never heard <laughs> of like, this before. They make you, so. okay, this is an American thing then in school. They, they make you, they make you sit, and they have like a measurement and see how far you can reach to touch your toes. They call it the sit and reach and everybody has to do it. And that's, uh, I guess that's a measurement of health. <laughs> that's um, a measurement of health. I don't know. Okay. We're weird, yeah. but yeah. Cause I know I like, we did those stretches, but I don't think it was ever measured and they actually down measured like how far you could go. It. And like, I failed. Like, let's just say that, but yeah. I do my best to try to get close to touching my toes. And that's a good, uh, a good stretch before the set. Oh, absolutely. As long as you're feeling it, then it's a good stretch. You don't need to touch your toes. It's overrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we are both Lost Cabos drumsticks artists. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about Lost Cabos a little bit because I love them. So do I. They are fantastic people and a great company. What are your sticks of choice? So I play the 5B Hickory. Really? Just 5B? Yeah, what do you play? 2B. Oh, okay. I would highly suggest stepping it up to the 2B. Is that I, I a, a threat? A, a huge... <laughs> yes. Is that a yes, challenge? It is. it is a challenge. Yeah. No, I, I played 5B for a long time, and I found the 2B. Once I got used to the extra girth, um, it, it, it feels really good in your hand. That's what he said. <laughs> You made that way too easy for I me. I know, right? I set you up and you knocked it down. So it's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And uh, yeah, white hickory all the way, man. White hickory all the way. So yeah, I was doing the, the white hickory and then they ran out at some point. And Phil from Los Cabos was like, hey, man, sorry, we don't have any more, but we have the red hickory. Like, are you cool with that? He so. was lying to you. He's trying to get everybody oh on the red hickory. Like, he's tried to conniving? get on it for years. No, he's probably telling the truth, but yeah. He's gaslighting me into the red hickory. No, of course. I, no, now the you red love them, don't I you? I do. Yeah. I do love them. And I just say, every time I order again, I'm just like, all right, yeah, let me get the same. It's like going to, like, if you're regular at a bar and you just sit down, they're like, same thing. It's me with yeah. those Cabos drumsticks They just order. reach into the fridge and crack like, it and put it in front of you. You don't show even up, have to talk anymore. Talk. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Leaving for a tour. Yeah. I mix it up though. Like I, I dance between the two B and the rock. Do they feel very different? Yeah. The rock is, uh, a little longer. It has a little bit different weight distribution. I think the taper is a little different on it as well. Okay. But, um, yeah, they're really nice. They're good. I think a little more weight to them, like ever so slightly, but the, the two B's is like, just, I know they're going to be perfect. You know, I would I would be interested to try that because it's not like we are doing super fast stuff all the time. There's mm -hmm. not a ton of blast beats and things on the hands, so 
I feel that maybe it's the correct me if I'm wrong. The tubies are a bit heavier. Uh. The I think the rocks are a little heavier than the two Bs. The okay. two Bs are definitely. Oh, heavier I mean, than then the, the five Bs. Bs. Yeah, they're both are heavier than the yes. five Bs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah, I think that would be awesome. Like I'm always trying to hit as hard as possible, but I feel like that's just like a cheat code to hitting to hitting harder. It's a bigger stick, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got more weight coming down. I love the way the two Bs like respond on the drum. Like it's. I don't know. I I can't go back to the five Bs ever. They they feel like twigs now. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> you have to use, okay. use so much energy to hit the drum to get it to sound the way I want it to. When the two B, it's like so easy. It just does the work for you. It the moment, the, work the momentum. You. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah, I okay. love them. They're well, great. I'm I'd, intrigued. I might, uh, well, our mutual friend, Bryce Butler, uh, we're talking drums alumni. Shout out to Bryce. Another Lost Cowboys drumsticks artist. Uh, and he uses the Red Hickory uh, rock sticks. Oh, okay, cool. Wow. And he's just blasting all day with those heavy sticks, all huh? All day. Yeah. Okay. They're long, they're heavy, they're thick. He loves them. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Bryce Butler. Um, he's just a fantastic drummer and amazing human shadow of intent probably heard of his band yeah great awesome. guy yeah that's sick man well dude you got a show to do uh and i think we might be getting it is raining in. a tidbit a tidbit we 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 attempted it you know uh and i'm sure we could brave the storm and talk all day i don't want to ruin your stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Dude, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I hope you have a very excellent rest of your tour. And hopefully we can do this again. And I hope to see you in Chicago when I'm there next month. I hope to see you in Chicago as well, Corey. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Well,